Our next retreat is finally here. It's called Adventures in Energetics, and it's happening November 8th to the 14th, 2024 in Boquete, Panama. This seven-day, six-night retreat in the beautiful cloud forest of Panama is going to be a unique experience. This program is a not-for-beginners retreat. And what I mean by that is you will actually have to fill out an application before you will be accepted to be able to register for the program because we are going to be doing more advanced level energetics and I need to make sure that everybody who comes is actually ready for the work. We will be doing a Kundalini awakening. We will be doing group visioning process called a spiritual canoe. We will be doing daily presence practices and working on expanding our energy. We will be doing daily rituals. This process will be related to specifically the people who are there because in addition to filling out the questionnaire about what your experience is, you're also gonna ask for what it is that you'd like to learn. So part of the curriculum for this is set and part of it will be designed around the desires of the participants. I only have 20 beds available for this retreat, so it will fill up quickly. So this is the time to register. Do not wait. To find out more, go to kellysparta.com forward slash retreat. I look forward to seeing you there. Another blood red sunset and yet another moon face and still another hundred miles to my next resting place. Driving down the road, eyes on the horizon, within my car I'm all Feeling good and feeling strong Knowing that this path I'm on brings me to myself I'm driving Hey now all, this is the Spirit Doctor, Kelly Sparta, and you are listening to Spirit Sherpa, the show that helps and encourages you on your journey to unlock your magic mojo. Today I'm joined by Cheryl Stelt. Cheryl has been a spiritual entrepreneur for over two decades and is the best-selling author of two books, the latest being Client Magnet, The Coach's Guide to Attract Ideal Clients Through Spiritual Awareness. She is the founder and CEO of Star of Divine Light Institute and Azarius Online Energy Healing. In addition to her psychic abilities, Cheryl holds diplomas and certifications in multiple energy healing modalities, spiritual leadership, coaching, mentoring, retreat guiding, shamanism, acupressure, meditation, and instinctive feng shui. In case you missed it, she and I bonded. (laughs) Cheryl is sought after her for her ability to help others break through barriers where nothing else has worked, and I'm so excited to have her here. Welcome, Cheryl. I'm so excited. Oh, thank you so much, Kelly. I am thrilled to be here. Cheryl and I actually met on the Wealthy Healer Summit that we did together, uh, I don't know, like a month ago, is that it? Yes, a while ago. So, you know, we we had a conversation afterwards and we were like, oh my God, oh my God, I love you. Yes. So um, when I found out that she does this client magnet work, I was like, oh, you have to come on and, and talk on our Becoming a Lightworker series. And she has graciously accepted so tell me about your book. Tell me all about your book. I'm so excited. I'm, I'm excited to tell you. And I just want to first say I'm thrilled with what you're doing on helping people become light workers because there are so many of us that will stay in the background and really not step into our power the way we're meant to. And so having someone like you and doing this series really contributes to humanity. And I'm so grateful for that. And I'm happy to be a part of it if I can 
um, share anything and contribute. And so, yes, my, my client magnet book was born out of my throat chakra program. I, I had written about a book, Heal Your Neck Issues and Let Your Throat Chakra Shine. And so it was all about clearing the blocks to speaking your truth and becoming who you truly are, being seen and heard. And I started working with coaches. And what I found was that I was getting these coaches who were not getting their clients. So if you are a light worker, and you know you are, and you have stepped into your power and you're doing this, but you're not getting your clients, I, I may have some tidbits for you. Because what it's really all about is when we step into more of our true self, whatever stopped us from fully being that before will come up, our wounds. And so as light workers, as healers, as coaches, we, ha- we need to keep doing our personal work. And so what the book is about it's um, labeling what some of the the blocks can be, what some of the wounds to be healed might be, and how to go about doing it. So yes, it's informative, and it's also a workbook. So it's clearing the blocks so you can step into who you are and then learn how to radiate all that you are how to really become magnetic, spiritually magnetic. So using energy to attract your ideal clients. I I can't tell you how many times I have worked with people over the years who were having exactly the types of things that you're talking about, where, you know, the blocks are coming up. And so many of us, especially light workers, have memories of being killed in a past life for our gifts. And so all of that comes up to the surface and everybody gets all like, I don't know how visible I want to be, you know, and then, you know, I actually had a friend of mine who couldn't publish her website to save her neck. She just couldn't do it. And she, she worked on it and she worked on it and she worked on it. And she's like, it's ready. It's ready. I just can't push publish. I just, I don't know why. And we sat down and we talked about it. And what it turned out was that she had been killed in a past life for her gifts and that she had been hung badly. Like it took her days to die. And she still had neck problems in this life from that hanging. And so I looked at her and I was like, well, I can't guarantee that you're not going to be killed for your gifts in this life. I can't tell one way or the other, but I can guarantee it will not be by hanging. I said, if it happens, it would be by being shot. And she said, oh, shooting? I can do that. And she had published. It was like immediately just gone. It was like, oh, I don't have to get hung again. Done. Right. And, and it was, it was over. And so, you know, sometimes it can be just that fast, but other times, you know, it's more complicated, you know, not being willing to own your power and all sorts of other fun stuff. Right. Right. And and we're all unique. So it's going to be whatever it is, is going to be different for everybody. And so it's, I think with the work I do, um, I, I sort of narrow it down to, we don't actually have to remember what it was, whether it's past life, early childhood, through our teenagers, whatever it was. Uh, sometimes we do remember and other times we don't and we don't have to. And it's just finding that so that we can really step into it and, and radiate. And in my own business, I never did any social media, nothing. I just attracted clients. People would just find me. 
it was it was like that. And then as of late, I decided, okay, 2022, what a great number. Um, time to step it up. And so I'm just starting to move into social media, but it doesn't matter what you use for marketing these skills that I present in the book and, and to the clients that I work with help you no matter what you're doing and you learn when and where to apply them. And so, so it's just an example. What, what kind of skills are we talking about? Well, for example, so let's say, let's say Kelly, you've, you've cleared all your blocks to really stepping into becoming a light worker and you're doing your work, but your ideal clients are not coming. You can meditate, especially in the solar plexus. The solar plexus is all about truth and power. So you feel into what your unique gifts are because you're different. You are different, so different than anyone else. We are all unique and, and radiating that out in the world. And so you can breathe fully, which accesses your subconscious. And what you want to do is, you know, how effective your work is. You know that your work is great. And so you don't just want to attract people. You want to attract your ideal clients. So those people find you energetically. So it's like you become a shining star and you're radiating that out into the world, into the whole universe, and you become magnetic. So it's like you're extending your magnetic field, but the truth of who you are and how powerful you are within that so that the right people find you. And you recognize them. As soon as you get on a call with them, you know within minutes, oh, this is this is my kind of person. And you don't settle. You no longer settle with, I think I can help them. Yeah, I can I can help them. I can do this. No, you want to work with the people that you know nobody else can do it the way you do. And so it's really about radiating that. We can't get there until we clear the blocks. And this is not mindset work. This goes beyond, it's not superficial. It's in the subconscious. So I want to mention as we're talking about this, because one of the things that I run into all the time when I talk to new light workers is that they're vastly undercharging for their services. And they are attracting people who have no money because they're in this codependent phase of of business, quote unquote business, which it isn't business, it's charity work, right? They're like, oh, I have to help the people who can't afford the work. We, we, we all go through this phase, right? And, and I'm, I'm going to encourage you to step out of the phase as soon as humanly possible, right? Because, um, you know, I, I had this piece of coaching in this program that I've been doing recently that is just brilliant, which is, uh, you need to make sure that the people that you are you're trying to attract are the people who are the ones who will get the most out of your program, which includes being able to pay for it. Right. And so, you know, when you're doing this magnetizing, you absolutely need to make sure that you're magnetizing people who have the money to pay you. You can do charity work on your own time, separate from your business and you're welcome to do that. If you want to offer a sliding scale for one in a blue moon, you know, no more than 10% of your business may be sliding scale. Let's just make a rule because that's a 10% tithe, right? So no more than 10% of your business can be sliding scale or at less than your full rate because otherwise you're running a charity. It's so true. And I would like to add to that, you know, 
Um, I do, I do quite a few chakra readings. So sometimes if I give a talk or something, people find out about me and I do 20 minute chakra readings for free. And that's, it's a great way to get to know people. And it's a great way to get to know if, if I want to work with them and if they're the right kind of people. Sometimes I am, I am presented with a person who needs my skills exactly. I just had someone come to me. I think a week week or two ago recently and she had done some past life hypnotherapy and she brought some really nasty energy back i mean it was it was astounding it was astounding and she needed healing right then and there and so i gave her the healing and she couldn't afford to work with me and i, I didn't care because it was about no in order for her to so there is that piece that contribution to society and she said she would like to work with me in future great when you have the money let me know when you're when you're ready to because it's it's about the value that we get and if we charge too little that's all they're going to get they're going to get too little if we charge the perfect amount it's what they're going to get and when we when we start out yes there's a starting point and we just need to do whatever we need to do to get the energy flowing. But once we have that energy flowing, there's, there's, we, we start to pick up momentum. We really need to get clear on what we're worth. And, and we may be afraid of that. We may be, like, oh no, I want more. I just need to charge a little. We go through that. And then it's feeling into that. And, and what is the universe? What does God want for us? What does the whole universe want for us and our clients? Because we will serve them our very best when we are charging the appropriate amount. There's a balance of giving and receiving too, right? So, you know, there's a certain point at which if you are giving way more than what you are asking for in return, that ethical people will shut down on their receiving to avoid creating a karmic imbalance, or they will come back and try and give you something else to balance the scales. And so, uh, you know, oftentimes if people are in a codependent state, they will say no to that, that gift that the person gives to try and balance the scales. You need to say yes to that because you created karmic debt by giving more than what you charged for, right? If they're feeling like they need to give you something, you need to receive it to balance that debt. And so, you know, this is the other reason why it's so important to charge what you're actually worth because hello, <laughs> right? That's right. And, and there is, there's a give and take on so many levels and energetically, it's also important to look at how committed is your potential client to their own personal work? How committed are they? How far are they willing to go? And so I work really just in programs. Now I used to do a lot of one-on-one. I did a lot of that. Um, but now I train other people to do that. Yeah. And, and I work primarily in programs, whether it's in a group or one on one. And I, I just spoke with a fellow who was a referral from somebody and he just wanted to do a few sessions. And, and I explained to him how I worked. And he said, well, that's, I'm, I'm not really there yet. So he was honest about that. And he said, you know, I just, I, I would just like to do one or two sessions and, you know, try this or that. And I said, I just said, sorry, I don't do that. And he said, I want to be like that. I want to be be that clear. He said, where do you get that kind of clarity? He said, and he said, did that come like in an instant or did it come gradually? And it, it came gradually, but, but it's a healthy boundary. It's, 
I'm, I'm like, well, you're not committed as committed to yourself as I will be to you. And so we need to match here. Well, and that would be a huge mismatch energetically. And if someone isn't as committed to themselves as you are committed to them, then what happens is you end up overgiving and you end up taking on responsibility for their outcome in a way that is entirely unhealthy. And that doesn't work. And it creates an energetic imbalance between you and the client. Unless there's an agreement, unless there's an agreement. So I I do have a client that needs some extra help. And so I offered the extra help and she responded soon into it. We tried it. It was more of an experiment. I said, do you want to try an experiment? And she just said, this is really working for me. Can I pay you for this? And I said, yes, absolutely. What do you think is fair? And she told me. And I said, okay, that's great. Thank you. And that was the end of it. There was no art because she understood that. And it's a commitment on both parts. And so that commitment really needs to match. And it's not to say that you can't go above and beyond for the occasional client. I mean, I do that all the time. But it means that what you're committing to is in line with what you're what that you're being paid, right? Yeah. So tell us something else about the client magnetic piece. How do we magnetize people to us? I mean, you you talked about the the solar plexus, but um, what is it? What, what, what gets in the way of that? How do we do it better? What, what do we need to know? Well, it's really our blocks. And I think of the four, what I, what I deem as the four, uh, sort of fundamental wounds that we all seem to have that can come up. There can be all kinds of wounds on top of them, but it's the not good enough wound, unworthy, not lovable, and I don't matter. And so it's working within that. So it might be going back to childhood memories, but it's really removing the emotions that we couldn't complete. We couldn't feel it all as children. It's often in childhood, but I go right back to conception. I I work with people in, in the level of the womb. I work with people at the level of birth. And, and so it's really clearing the blocks and creating space. And then there's the other piece. And so I talked about the actual magnetism that we move into. And then the other part is really learning to surrender because what happens in our lives, we get to a certain level, especially if you're becoming a light worker and you'll know some of this very, very, very well, Kelly, you probably even know what I'm going to talk about is when we have to unlearn. Often people go through the dark night of the soul. You become a light worker. It's because you just, you know, there's so much more for you. You don't know how to do it. And your old methods of going after things and doing all that expressive side isn't working for you. And we need to move into the receptive side. And so surrender. And I have had so many people asked me over the years, well, how do I surrender? Like, what does it really mean? And it was interesting on a retreat I had done for myself in Canada. I was actually quarantining in a hotel. Um, I thought I'm going to make the best of the situation. So I, I did a meditation retreat for myself and ended up developing what I call the surrender practice. So it's a different posture and it's really opening up and allowing the universe to hold you to carry you. You don't have to do it all. So there's that element of trust. If if your soul is designed to be here as a light worker, and you know that, 
it's okay to trust that the universe is going to help you out. Source is going to be there for you. You don't have to do it all. And when we can slip into that and receive, we're going to receive the right clients. We're going to see something in them that tells us that we're going to recognize. And even that in itself, it's like, we become a sponge. We're, we're receiving. It's like you receive water. You're receiving the energy of others and they, and they just come to you. And so it's a very different way of being, especially for people in North America when we're used to being so expressive, so masterly, not so receptive. And so I do focus in, in that program in the, in the client magnet on developing receptivity, developing receptivity. It's, it's a very different way of being and, and a different way of working. Yeah, I, I talk about surrender uh, in my program as well. And, and I talk about it in the, the difference between uh, surrender versus giving up. The idea being that giving up is just giving up all hope that it's going to work. And surrender is letting go of control in full faith that it's going to work out. And that's the differential. And letting, so, letting go. Sorry, you go ahead. Sorry. Yeah. So letting go is is the key factor. It's it's about stopping trying to control things because control is just a safety mechanism that we use. But in actuality, it, it clamps down on the energy of manifestation. It clamps it down and it holds it so tight that it can't move. <laughs> so so you got to actually let go of the control in order to allow it to flow through you. And that's the other key word to me is allow it to flow through you. Allow yourself to be held. Allow yourself to be carried. Open up. And it can be so hard for people. And what I, you know, I, I have a lot of re- people report back to me, you know, I just cried or they go into a, into a lucid state and it can be so healing. So much can happen in the surrender practice. Yeah. It's, it's profound. So. Um, I wanted to go back for a minute to the birth story concept because I'm, I know some people are going to be like, what do you mean you do birth story work? So I want to, I want to share, um, a, a my birth story and that'll show some of that, right? So my mother, I was the last baby that was going to be delivered by her obstetrician before he retired. And she decided because she went into labor, uh, and he wasn't available at that moment. She decided to have them put off my birth until he could be there. And so that was, you know, one of the beginning points or the origin point, one might say, for uh, my not important or as you, you said, not, not. Uh, you don't matter. I don't matter. Yeah. I I call it not important, but I don't matter. Same idea, right? That was the core. That was my core issue for many, many years. And it, that was the origin point for it. Right. And then there were many other things that reinforced it over the years, but that's the way in which a birth story might come into play in your business. Right. So, you know, these are the types of things that, that you may or may not know. Because, you know, if you were adopted, you might not know your birth story. If your mother died early or never told you, won't tell you the story. You know, there's lots of ways that that can play out. But it is a factor in some people's stories. It's it's a huge factor. And in the work I do, like I said, you don't have to remember. And I didn't, 
I had no idea about my birth story and my mother actually kept it from me. And so when I first experienced, I mean, it was shocking. It was traumatic and it explained a lot and just so much to deal with. But someone can go back to being in the womb and actually experience the mother and how the mother felt. So if the mother felt anxious, my husband's mother was very anxious and still is. And uh, to a certain extent, and that influenced him. It influenced him greatly. And so he's been able to go back into being a little fetus. A lot of my clients go back to being the little fetus and we can reparent ourselves. We can heal that so that we break the pattern at the source. Like you, you call it the origin point. We can go back there and heal ourselves at that time. That's part of the soul's work. That's why we came here. Everything serves us. And so then we heal enough of these things. And all of a sudden we're attracting clients because we're a much clearer vessel. We're a much clearer being. Our light can shine. If you're a light worker, your light needs to shine. Anywhere that it's stifled or blocked needs to be released so that you can be the bright shining star. And that's really what the name of the game is, right? It's it's about stepping into our mission and our purpose on the planet, which is another place that a lot of people get stuck. They're like, oh, my God, I have to do it all myself. Ah!" (laughs) And it's so not true, right? We're all just cogs in the machine. And it can be it can be so terrifying. It can be debilitating and it doesn't have to be. Especially if you're taking on responsibility for your clients' outcomes. When you take on responsibility for their outcomes, then then the entire process feels completely overwhelming. Right. So, you know, it's rule number one is it's not all yours to do. Right. Rule number two is stop taking responsibility for other people's outcomes because that's actually disempowering to them. And it, it's overwhelming to you. And it's a power imbalance that you really don't want to mess with. Well, and I think it prevents you from meeting them where they are and celebrate where they're at and whatever success they have. Yeah. The other thing that I see a lot of new practitioners do is they're like, oh, I see their potential. I see who they are meant to become. And I have to tell you, that's not true. (laughs) What you're seeing is your projection of who you hope they'll be to you. And it is not helpful for them for you to say, I see who you're going to become, because then what you're saying is who you are is insufficient. Right? And so I don't care what you see, don't tell them. Okay? Because half of it's projection and the other half isn't helpful for them. You hold them in light, you hold them in love and you allow them to blossom into who they choose to become because in the end, that's really all that matters, who they choose to become, not who you want them to be, not who they could be if they chose the quote unquote right path because we're all stuck in right in the beginning, right? So, um, you know, please, 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 if you hear nothing else that I say in this entire series, hear this. Okay. Don't tell people who they're meant to be. No, don't tell them who they're meant to be. And yet I, I would like to add to that if it's okay. Um, 
So in the chakra readings that I do, and even tuning in with the clients, what I do in a chakra reading is I look at uh, where where their blocks are, where the energetic, I don't see the chakras like you see with the lotus flowers and all the colors and all that. I see the energy front, back, center, top, bottom. And so what I share with with people is where their strengths are, how I see their strengths. And, that's, and usually I, I see light and flow and a flow of that light. And so because each of the chakras has, you know, contains different qualities that we all carry, that's what I bring out. You have, you have this quality very strongly. And of course, you can develop this and use this and you can actually use your strengths where the energy is flowing well and shining brightly and you can help clear where the blocks are. But, but absolutely not to say, oh, you're meant to do this or that. I have, I have one client who's an absolute genius and she has such high ideals and she has so many ideas. I have no idea what she's going to do. I don't know what she's becoming, but I know it's really good. I believe in her. And that's, it's, it's such an honor. Like each, each person I work with, it's an honor to work with them because it's not that I see their potential. I don't know the end result, but I can feel they're going somewhere and they're developing and growing. And I can't wait to know more and see more and see what comes out of it. It's like working with a, a flower, a plant that's a, that flowers, right? Is that you're, you're nurturing it, you're fertilizing it, you're watering it, you're making sure it gets sufficient light and you're paying attention to it and responding to it. And it will bloom as it chooses, when it chooses into what it is meant to be, right? And that's the same idea when you're working with somebody who's, who's developing their light work practice. Um, and you know, it's, it's one thing to say, here are your gifts, right? These are the things that you're capable of doing. These are your strengths. The invitation is to explore this, that, or the other thing. And, you know, the key is to make sure you pick one thing and only do one thing because otherwise you will drag yourself off of, off of center and get yourself confused and whittle, you know, fritter your energy away, right? But the idea being that it gives them the opportunity to explore and become who they are meant to be, which is one of the hardest things, right? Because I got the message for years, be who you are, be who you are. Four years, I got that message. Be who you are. I'm like, who the fuck is that? I don't know. What am I supposed? I don't know how to be who I am, you know? And, and, you know, now I get it, but it took me four years to sit into that and, you know, struggle with it. You know, the, the path of figuring out who you're meant to be within this work, a lot of it's exploration. You know, a lot of it's just sort of trying things on, seeing what fits, seeing what doesn't fit, right? Do I want to do this? Do I not want to do that? Just because you're good at something doesn't mean you have to do it. That's another thing I had to learn because I'm good at a lot of things and I don't have time to do them all, right? So, you know, just because you're good at it doesn't mean you have to do it. So only do the things that you enjoy. And I was told years ago, I could have been a world-class medium. And I just didn't want to work with grieving people all the time. And so I was like, no, I don't want to do that. So I don't. But, you know, you, you get the right to choose, right? We have the right to choose. 
And I agree with you. It's a level of fulfillment. And on that note, we have the right to choose. I, I did a shocker reading, lovely woman who's just, she's very young, so much potential. I'm like, wow, another one of these light workers. <clears throat> and she was the intention. I always ask for an intention and her intention. She wanted to know what the universe had planned for her for this year. She knew it was big. And I did the chakra reading and it was just so clear that she just needs to pick something. <laughs> <laughs> you, what feels best to you? What is the most fulfilling? Do that. Plant a seed in your sacral chakra and develop that and become that and, and work with it. Like you say, it's, we are humans because we are designed to make choice, to make choice. I, I was told to, um, I did another, I've, I've done a number of personal meditation retreats, treat, retreats for myself. And it was about 10 years ago, uh, I did a meditation retreat between Christmas and New Year. And at the end of it, after one week, I was so strongly told you're a spiritual teacher. And I I had a hard time accepting that. When I was on the retreat, it was a little bit easier, but I, I, it was like, oh my gosh, how do I do that? What do I do? And and my mind would get around, well, what is a spiritual teacher anyway? There's no school. Become a spirit. I thought, I'm a meditation teacher. Sure, I've done that for years. Um, but a spiritual teacher? And so it actually, I resisted it so greatly. It was just too much for me to handle. But had I had someone who could help me and my own spiritual teachers at the time weren't able to support me or lead me in that. And so I, I felt stuck. I really struggled for some time and life did not feel as fulfilling. But the thing is, now I look back, you can, you can be a spiritual teacher in any career at all. You could be a lawyer and be a spiritual teacher in disguise. And so it's, it comes back to the choice that we make. How do we do our work? You know, you can be a light worker in another line of work. It doesn't have to be that you're hanging the shingle light worker. It's how do you, how do you want to live your life and what is fulfilling? Do you still use your mediumship? I'm sure you do, but you're not doing it full time because that would be dreadful for you. So what's fulfilling? Even when I was a real estate agent, I used to use my light worker skills. So I had a couple that was like, how does this house feel? How does that house feel? Because I told them what I was doing. I was Reiki master, you know, taking my Reiki master classes. And, and they were like, oh, how about this one? How about that one? And I, I went into one house and I was like, this one feels empty, even though it was fully, fully furnished, looked like people lived there. I was like, this house is empty. Nobody's been here for a while. And we called up the realtor who was listing it. And they're like, oh, yeah, they moved to Chicago several months ago. And they've just left the house furnished and to stage it. And they'll move the house when they They'll move their furnishings when they go. And my, my clients were like, oh, <laughs> they were so impressed. But, you know, it was obvious, right? And so, you know, they had me checking each house for the energetics. And I'm like, no, we're not doing this house. Don't buy this house. This house has got nastiness in it, right? That sort of thing. So, you know, you can use it in any profession. Absolutely. We, we, the more I get to know you, Kelly, the more we have in common. I had a, I had a spiritual design business and I, and I worked for my clients at that level, those that wanted to engage in that way. And then it's so rewarding. You have 
we all have a lot of skills. And so what a blessing, you know, that's a gift to be used and you use it to be of service. You're of service. Well, this has been a really fascinating conversation. And I know that my listeners have learned a lot from this. If you were to wrap it up with one thought, one thing that you'd like to leave them with, what would that be? I I would just summarize it by saying, you are the light worker you're born to be. And to attract those ideal clients, it's clearing the energetic blocks that are getting in the way, stepping into your power and radiating out to the universe all that you truly are and allowing yourself to surrender to let the universe help you along the way. Awesome. Cheryl, this has been awesome. How would people, one, get hold of your book, two, get hold of you? How do they find you? Um, you can you can just go on starofdivinelight.com and you can find my book there, Client Magnet. It's not, the website's not quite finished. I'm not like your client who didn't hit publish. I hit publish. I thought, let's just get this out here. And uh, it's not finished, but it is. <laughs> but by the time this is aired, it, it should be up there. So that's the best place to find me um, and and find my book. You can also find it on Amazon, Client Magnet, uh, The Coach's Guide to Attracting Ideal Clients Through Spiritual Awareness. Awesome. Thank you so much for being here with us. This has been quite a journey, and I so appreciate you. Oh, thank you. And that's all we have for this week. Tune in next time when I share another episode on energy, magic, and the spirit world. I'm Kelly Sparta here with Cheryl Stelt, and you have been listening to Spirit Sherpa. So long, everyone. Goodbye. I'm driving Wondering where my spirit will I'm driving Are you waking up to the spiritual world and realizing that you have no idea what you're doing but you feel like you kind of probably should especially since you seem to be seeing things and feeling things and having things see you that maybe aren't so great and that you might want to actually control your experience of that. Well, I have great news for you because our Welcome to the Woo program does just that for you. It teaches you how to hold your energy field, manage your energy field, clear your energy field, protect your energy field, and learn how to protect your space. And you learn how to do basic divination and talk to your guides so that you feel like you actually have a clue and have a way to talk to the guides that will help you to figure everything else out. And it teaches you how to make sure that you feel mentally, emotionally, and energetically safe. That means that we also deal with things like fear and anxiety and worry and dread and self-doubt and inner and outer judgments. And we help you build a foundation of self-support and courage. All of these things together create a solid sense of safety in your own life. They will reduce your stress levels in half guaranteed. So visit the website at kellysparta.com and find out more about the Welcome to the Woo program. Your future awaits.